Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mark Thompson. Get woke. God bless you. Get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Ladies and gentlemen, representjustice.org turns stories of hope and redemption into action to demand a fair legal system, dignity, for system-impacted communities and an end to extreme sentencing and mass incarceration. And they have a new initiative we want to talk about today, Free Our Vote. Obviously, this is important because this is election season. What about those who are coming out of the system, um, who are getting their right to vote back? How do we advocate for those getting their right to vote? Who better to talk to than my guests today? Two formerly incarcerated women. We're happy to have with us Michelle Sirocco on the Make It Plain. And welcome back again, 
Donna Hill to, to make it play. Michelle and Donna, how are you both? Absolutely fabulous. Living the dream. Living the dream. Well, that's good to, that's good to them. Uh, Michelle was just telling us y'all she's out in Phoenix in the heat, so bless her heart. Donna? Griffiths in Brooklyn. Donna, how are you? Well, I'm good. I'm doing the work as always. And so I guess that's a good thing. Unfortunately, the times that we're in, that's not a good thing. Yeah, some crazy times. So, Michelle, let's begin with you. Tell us a bit about Free Our Vote. So, I mean, Free Our Vote is really a, a movement with Represent Justice that it, their, their idea to really raise awareness for the fact that there are so many of us who are not able to vote. So, and, and there are even more folks who think they are not able to vote, but could be eligible to vote. So it's, it's about raising awareness and giving people the tools and the knowledge that they need um, to be able to uh, restore their right to vote and then understand what they need to do when it comes time to vote. Obviously, Donna, Michelle's talking about those mm -hmm. who may even be newly free from incarceration. Don't really know. But what mm, about, right? uh, wait, I have to interject there. So that that's that's a misconception. And it actually has been a myth in New York State. And so that's one of the reasons why we even created our um, uh, our voting guide. Right. Because what a lot of us were told, especially in New York for so long, and we were led to believe was that we could never vote if we've mm -hmm. been system impacted. That has not been true. Unless it's specific to your case, unless it's specific to you, everyone, even with a felony conviction, has had the right to vote and continues to have the right to vote. So I just want to be clear, make it plain, that even with what Governor Cuomo said to the world not too long ago, like, oh, I'm, I, I've, I've, I'm, I've authorized or whatever, signed the law that the 30,000 or so can vote. It was always so. It was always so. That, I'm sorry, it was smoke and mirrors to tell, let it seem like he's doing something grand, but it's always been that way for New York. And we wanted to make it plain nationwide, and that's why we created this um, voting guide. But now, M Michelle, it's it's it doesn't it differ, or does it not differ from state to state? It it completely differs from state to state, and um, from level to level, right? So, for example, in Arizona, if you um, the first time first time conviction for a felony. Uh, you can automatically get your, your, you can get your right to vote back. It's a very simple process. You send in a form and they automatically grant it to you. And then if it's the second felony, it's another thing. And then if it's the third felony, well, then it's a completely different thing. Um, so that there's all these barriers and it's understanding the process and what needs to be done. Um, you know, and, and it differs by state by state. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, the map. And it, it looks as if people are not as restricted, as you said, uh, Donna, as they may have been led to be, you know, because people do think, well, felony, I'm just finished, right. can't vote, can never vote again. But that's not, I'm looking at some of these states, um, and that doesn't seem to be that widespread. It, it looks like the worst case scenario um, 
is the restriction um, if you, in, in what I'm seeing a couple of states where there's restriction in prison during pro probation mm -hmm. and post sentence. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's true in a, in a handful of states, it looks like. Right. Right. There's only, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because my mind is all over the place. We have, there are two states in the union that those rights have never been interfered with, right? Taken, you know? Um, but is it two or three? I think it's two. I think it's three. three. Was it Vermont, Maine? And D.C., District of Columbia. Right. So, and we want it to be clear. So what we did was make sure that people understood it's their specific area, their region, that they understood and understand, right, what the rules are and guide them to where they can go to verify these things or not. And so we wanted to make that clear because it's not clear across the board. What we do have clear across the board is that the direct link between the end of the Civil War in 1865, right, and the increase in felony disenfranchisement laws, right, and so it's like three years after the 13th Amendment was ratified and slavery was abolished, right, except in the case of punishment for a crime. So the 14th Amendment cemented felony disenfranchisement as a legal practice within the Constitution, while the 14th Amendment granted citizenship to all people born or naturalized in the United States, right? And so we have to be clear on that. So those are the things we have to educate our people. You know, we know we're still under slavery clauses based on the 13th Amendment. Most of us, the majority of, of the nation across the and the world is clear about that, right? And so those are some things that we have to attack in this moment. So let me just drill down a little further. 30 states currently prohibit people from voting if they're on probation, parole, or have completed their sentence approximately one in 40 adults can't vote because of a current or prior felony conviction. Of this population, over one million are African-Americans who've completed their sentence. Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Virginia have the highest rates of disenfranchisement in the country with 27% of the nation's disenfranchised population in Florida. What do all those states have in common? As you said, <laughs> in the South <laughs> Civil War. You know, Michelle, I, you know, looking at this Supreme Court thing, I kind of had a secret hope. Because, I mean, we, we're up against the wall anyway. So you pick, you know, one of two bad people. Amy Coney Barrett, Barbara Lagoa. I was kind of hoping that Trump picked Lagoa from Florida because she was the one who uh, didn't recuse herself in that appeals court finding regarding Florida's formerly incarcerated fees. In other words, folks, for those who don't know, in Florida, um, people are supposed to get the right to vote back. The people voted for that. Um, uh, I think it was Amendment 4, I think it's what it was in Florida. Um, but then they want to put fees. They said, now you got to pay the fees in order to come out of it. And she was one of the, the judges that upheld that fee structure, which is wrong. But I thought if he picked her, it would give us an opportunity 
to educate on this very issue even more directly because of her direct involvement, Michelle. That was kind of my weird wish. Yeah, well, you're right, because at least it would bring some national attention to this issue. Uh, most people are not even aware that it's an issue. Um, and most people, like Donna said, who um, have a criminal record, they that that's something that you're told at the time that you get sentenced is that you will lose your right to vote. You'll lose your right to bear arms, you'll lose your right to vote. Those are the civil rights that are taken away from you. And nobody nobody has come out and said, how do we re-educate people? And, and the only way we can do that is by having the national conversation. And so having somebody like her get to that, get that nomination would enable us to at least make it an issue that people could talk about. But let's be clear, too, Mark, just real quick, why she didn't get that nomination, right? There's more things on the line, right, that affect us directly that, you know, that was more precedent with that, right? We're, in, we're, we're subject to lose the Affordable Care Act, Roe versus Wade, Plessy versus Ferguson. I mean, so many things, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clear. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's a valid point. How's the campaign going in terms of, because if I hear you all correctly, this is directed, first of all, priority to those who have been misinformed about what, or disinformed about what their rights are, correct? How's the, how's the campaign going, Donna? Well, I, I, it's going exceptionally well. It would be clear. So uh, there's many of us across the nation that have even created these voters coalitions, right? And so like just for us with a little piece of light, we are across the state registering people to vote who have had prior um, felony convictions or minor convictions, whatever it may be. But we're also, we're also instigating our communities as a whole to be registered and to get involved and to vote, not just to register, but to like vote, cast that ballot. So we're out there with registration forms, the ballot form, you know, um, forms. We're out there. We're out there every weekend. We're out there some weekdays. We're out there because the thing of it is, and we have to be clear with that too, right, Mark? We have to really get our people to understand if we didn't have some power in this vote, if we it didn't mean anything, they wouldn't be fighting so hard and doing every damn thing that they could possibly do to make sure that we don't exercise that right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, you, you talked about New York. So once you're, what is the situation in New York exactly? Once you are no, no longer incarcerated, your right is immediately restored. Yeah. So, is that right. So if you're no longer incarcerated in prison, in prison, you're right, and you're out, you can vote. If you are detained, you can still vote. You can still register and you still vote, but that's been an issue. They don't want to help with that. They don't want to send the registration forms and it's, you know, it's governmental stuff. And there's so many barriers that they put in place. But once people are, to your point, out on probation, our parole and probation if the city, you know, or statewide, they do have the right to vote unless it's specific to that individual, that there's a reason why they can't. But for the most part, everyone with a prior conviction can vote if they're out. Michelle, what about Arizona? What's the situation there in terms of your right to vote? 
the situation in Arizona is one, it's about educating people. And we've been doing a lot of that. Um, they've actually been, they've, they've just been running some programs in our public libraries to inform people and help people to file the paperwork to, to get their right to vote. Um, the, the thing in Arizona is you actually have to file paperwork with the courts uh, in order to be able to get your right to vote back. And so there's no automatic uh, restoration of it. It requires uh, an action. And um, there's a lot of people who are going through that action right now, but is it a ma it's a matter of will they get those processed in time for people to be able to register for vo to vote, right? So my, me personally, I've been out, um, I've been out of prison for over 20 years and I am still fighting the uphill battle of getting my rights to vote back right they found yeah they found a, a restitution fine that i owed to a company that is no longer in business has been out of business for over 15 years um and said i owed them 300 and some odd dollars and couldn't have my rights back because of that so now i've paid that and have to refile all over again so this is this is my my third effort to get mine back so uh, there's constant barriers um, and processes um, that, that get in the way. And, and, you know, when you're for somebody, you know, I've been out for a long time. So dealing with it is just more of an annoyance on my part. But for people who have just gotten out of prison, who are struggling, fighting the battle of getting a place to live, getting a job, transportation, reintegrating back into the community, unfortunately, taking care of paperwork and filing paperwork to get your, your civil rights restored falls to the bottom of your priority list. There's just so much to, to deal with. And and so California is in the process. Prop 17 in California is um, going to restore the votes, the voting rights for 50,000 people who um, have recently been released from prison. And and that's really kind of the, the bigger picture move that we need all of the states to do is to move to this point of everybody is just automatically, it, not even that their voting rights have to be restored, is that they're never lost in the first place. As long as I'm an American citizen, then I should have the right to vote on the issues that matter to me and to my family. Well, well, let me just ask a question though. This restitution, the restitution that you were required to pay, was it in any way related to your conviction? Yes. Okay, all right. I know that's just something they just, came up with random but they use it as a they use it as a barrier they use it they've weaponized right they've yeah. weaponized these fees fines and fees first of all it should not have anything to do with your now your citizenship right your citizenship right. it just should not have anything to do with that if it doesn't stop me from getting a job then it shouldn't stop me from casting a vote if it doesn't stop me from setting up wi-fi and cable and all these you get what i'm saying it should not prohibit me from casting a vote or registering. It should not do that. So they've, they've criminalized and weaponized everything possible that they can. And let's be clear, right now there are 18 million of us in this country who can vote. That's a strong voting block right there, right? Mm. And we're working on the rest. We're working on the rest. And that's why this toolkit that we created is so important because people can go right to it and they can find out if they're eligible Right. Know what to do. 
if they're not, you know, to work through those processes like, like Michelle is talking about. And also to teach people that it's not just when the president, time for presidential election, vote in and out your council people, all whatever that, that local electors are, you know what I'm saying, municipal um, electors are. Vote in the mayor, vote out the mayor, <laughs> vote in the DAs and, 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 and the like, the judges. So we can't complain about it when we have the power to get them out of here and get who we want in as well. So we're clear in this toolkit. Donna, in New York, do they have the same type of, of, of a fine situation and, and restitution, all that that they? So, but that, not to not to prohibit us from voting. They have not tacked that on. And let's be clear: what they did in Florida, we know why they did it in Florida. Let's make it plain: <laughs> they did it in Florida because there's a strong, strong, heavy, concentrated community of people who have had felony convictions in black neighborhoods specifically and brown, but specifically black neighborhoods. And we know there's a large contingency of black people in, in Florida. Imagine if those people can vote. I was down there with, with, with um, you know, my, my colleagues in Florida a couple years back when we were out there door knocking to get people to, you know, to sign on and say, yes, it's time for people with felony convictions to vote. We were doing that. We were helped in that process. And then they won. Desmond Mead and the rest won that. And then all of a sudden now, oh, because who do they have in place to do that? These people that we don't realize that they, we can vote out. Right. The, the very people making the decision, we have right. the power. Yeah, put our people in. Put our people in. M M Michelle, uh, Donna just mentioned the importance of voting, not just for the president. So obviously, everybody's upset about what happened in Kentucky in the past few days. But that AG position, that's an elected position. And that also was an opportunity to highlight, y'all, every office counts every vote for every office counts doesn't it michelle well absolutely it's the offices the the, the offices like the the attorney general the, these are the ones that are driving our mass incarceration rates in the first place right who the 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 rate at which people get sentenced to prison is being dictated by what's happening in our local county systems Right. That's not that's not happening at the presidential level. That's not happening at the Supreme Court judge level. That is the, the judges here in my own Maricopa County Superior Court and everybody else's you know, court systems. That's that's what's driving our mass incarceration. And, and if we're not paying attention to who we're putting into those seats, then we're not paying attention to what's happening in our own communities, because it's our voice that influences um, you know, not things just like the attorney general, but our state senators, our House of Representatives. These are these are the folks that are responsible for passing the laws that that don't go to ballot. Right. There's all the laws that get voted on just in the House and, and at that level. And we have to make sure that we're putting the right people in those seats by exercising our votes. That's right. Very important. Donna, let's talk about speaking of Brianna. Let's talk about women. Um, you know, uh, often, still too often, the, the image of incarceration is male. But this affects a lot of women, doesn't it? Absolutely. And let's be very clear, the, 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 um, the, the percentage of incarceration for women in this country in the last 30 years has increased at a rate of almost 800%. So what that's saying is that when before, when the stats showed 
right? Um, that maybe one in every 10, right? Woman, you know, black woman, a woman of color was incarcerated. Now we're saying it's one in every like four. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you break it down ratio wise. And so what is that saying? It's very telling, especially in a certain neighborhoods. And we, we know these neighborhoods that, that, that have become million dollar blocks in this city, in New York City alone, but we know that's California, that's Arizona, New Mexico, it's all over. It's a concentrated effort by those that want to criminalize and to and to keep us keep us their knees in our necks under the 13th Amendment, the 14th Amendment, and any other constitutional amendment that they could think of, you know what I mean? To make sure that we don't have the, the power and the ability to rise above these things. But when we get woke, <laughs> when we get woke and we're making sure our people are woke now, then they become afraid. And that's why we see what's happening like with Brianna. Brianna, what happened to Brianna? Let's make that plain as well. We know that they've been doing, the, they've been having these concerted efforts in um, um, uh, um, Wisconsin and the like to get people out of neighborhoods. They're doing it here in New York. The projects, they're going to people's doors weekly, knock a bag of money, you know what I mean? And we know that under Bloomberg, the projects, right, have been sold already to, to big corporations. And now, uh, de Blasio, you just, you lit the candle. You lit the candle on it. So these are concerted efforts to take these communities, our communities, what you call urban and ghetto and, 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 and vilify us with them, you know, to, do what you want to do, but we don't have to have these people <laughs> as our electeds. We can vote them out. Once we realize that we can change, just like the census is very important. If we can get all our people to fill out the census so we can have that strong, we can get the monies that our communities need to fix up our communities, invest in the people and in the communities, we will, do, we will get somewhere. But we have to educate our people about these things. And now that you mentioned that, there's no restriction on the census either. If no. if you become incarcerated, no. that that should not be a hindrance yeah. at all, and you're not penalized for filling no. it out. So, Michelle, um, for those listening, why don't we walk them through some of the steps they can take, folks? Now, this is if you need to know what your rights are, or if you have a loved one. Uh, that you need to let know what their rights are. Um, what are uh, what are some of the things that people can do? Uh, tell us, please, Michelle, with this toolkit. Well, I think that the, they can go, and, and Donna's been talking about it. One of the things the toolkit does is it provides a resource where you can go in and answer a series of questions. What state are you in? Um, how many felony convictions do you have? Do you owe restitution? Are you on probation? Are you on parole? And then it, it walks you through it and then tells you whether or not you are eligible to get your right to vote back. And then once the, and what you need to do specifically to get it. So I, first of all, would encourage everyone who has a criminal record, who does not have their right to vote to, to take a minute and to go to uh, go to go to represent justice uh, Facebook page or uh, website. Uh, there's it, the website is representjustice.org/freearvote, um, and it you can go there and run run through the process and, and find out what you need to do. 
Um, the other thing that people could do for those people like myself who are, who are not eligible is to, to, to raise awareness. Like Donna said, go out and, and, and join a group that is helping to get other people registered. Share the free our vote information with all of your networks of people. Um, and then even within your own family, right? In, in my case, because parents who don't vote have children who don't vote. And so what I found was I have two grown sons who don't vote. And so that's the conversation we've been having at the dinner table is, you know, you have to vote. You need to be part of the process. So, so look, look at your own circle of family and friends and have the conversation about, are you voting and are you educated and aware of what you, the, the issues that you need to be voting on and how to go about doing it and then help facilitate that process for them. That's the plan for representjustice.org. Let me ask you this too, Donna. Are there more movements like what happened in Florida and other states popping up um, around the country in some of these states yeah. to change some of this, you know, some of these loopholes so people can have greater access to the ballot? Yeah. So in um, in California, you know, our colleagues out there have um, proposition. Uh, what is that? Forty seven. Um, so we can they can get rid of that whole block, you know, the denial for those that have felony convictions to vote. So we're just waiting on on that to be passed and just pushing that initiative. But there are others. So, you know, we're we're across the nation working on things. Prop 17. I'm sorry, I said 47. Prop 17 um, to make, you know, California to get people to vote. But um, there are other small initiatives and large initiatives across the country. You see that the NBA players and the like have been getting together and, and, and asking that um, and making certain, uh, uh, what, are, what are those, stadiums, you know, voting areas and stuff. We're focusing on trying to get um, people inside detention centers here in New York to get those that are detained to be able to fill out their ballots as well. All right. And we've been like doing this like hands on trying to do this work. So there we're all across the nation making sure. And again, if anybody has any questions or needs any help and not sure how to do and go about it, we are here. Just reach out to us at Represent Justice. This is what this organization is about. We are six. There's 16 of us who have been system impacted along with those who, who uh, made, you know, created this organization with us in mind to do this work. So if you want to, if you can't vote right now and you want to help drive somebody to a voting site, you want to stand with them during that time, if you want to help them fill out the um, registration or the voting ballots, reach out. We'll do that. We'll help. We'll get you, we help you understand how to do that. So let's motivate our people. Again, if they did, if we didn't have a power in this moment, if we never had the power in our vote, they wouldn't be fighting so hard to keep us from doing it and trying to take it away from us. We have to yeah. be real clear about that. And and can I say something before we go? You're right. They wouldn't be fighting to take it from us. Um, but I also believe that a lot of the mass incarceration we've seen over the years was for the express purpose of disenfranchisement. Uh, we're not. In other words, I never believed it was just about well, let's just stop crime, let's just lock folk up as a, as a preventative thing. It was really about preventing people from voting, because let's be honest, how many people are disenfranchised and locked up for nonviolent stuff in the first place? Right. 
But let's, let's even, it doesn't even matter. Let, and and, and we're going to make that clear right now, right? right, right. That shouldn't even matter about nonviolent and violent. That's their language to keep us divided and to keep okay. us like sleep. It doesn't matter. I was convicted of a violent crime. Am I that crime? No. Am I violent? No, I never hurt anybody in my life. Right. I've right. been hurt. And there's so many just like that. So we have to be clear and, to, and don't use their narrative and their language to keep us divided and keep us asleep and to keep us thinking like, oh my God, well, if they have a violent crime, they, they shouldn't be like, no, 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 no. If Robert Durst wasn't a multimillionaire serial killer, okay, and there's nothing wrong with him keep coming out back and forth and he's a serial killer, mentally diagnosed as that way, then please don't come at our people and talk about we're violent, we're thugs, we're this, we're that, and we should not have any opportunities because we don't have the money or we don't we don't have the right skin color. Let's be really clear about that. Yeah. So Michelle, you've been trying to get your 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 franchise back for twenty years. Are we any closer? Where are we on that? So the I, I would say that you know the the everything's paid, the paperwork's filed. Now we wait and see. The 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 last time around, the notice that I got back was uh, the county attorney was opposing it because I was on probation at the time that I committed the the crime. So I had three cases. Two of them they have been restored. The third one they're using as a way to say, well, you know, you were on probation when you did this, so therefore you shouldn't have the right to vote. So. We will see. I'll have an answer. That's crazy, too. They shouldn't, um, people like that shouldn't be able to make arbitrary rulings like that. It ought to be one size fits all. You're out. You have your right. They want to go back to probation on something else when you commit. I mean, who? how do you pull that out of a hat like that? We, we want to go back 20 years and say something you did that long ago. <laughs> Very the knee in the neck the knee in the neck <laughs> yeah gotta get the subject subjectivity out of that. folks go to representjustice.org um, slash free our vote um, this can uh, obviously benefit you and others in your life let's try to help everyone be aware of what their rights are and let's continue to struggle to have everyone's rights fully activated and restored and no longer denied. That's that's what we've got to have. Again, representjustice.org. I want to thank Michelle Sirocco and Donna Hilton, two formerly incarcerated women doing very, very important work on behalf of the ex-offender community. We thank you both for joining us here, okay? Thank you. Have a great thank day. Thank you so much. God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our doors cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies heal bless and protect everyone listening and their loved ones thank you for listening to make it plain and get woke remember to listen like and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify and wherever you get your podcast if all minds are clear it has been made plain
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.